Episode 22, Spy Me to the Moonshine. Welcome to the Adventures in Lollygagging podcast. Time for some bold podcasting. <laughs> uh, this is episode 22 of the Adventures in Lollygagging podcast. <laughs> I don't know why we're all doing southern accents, western accents. Bold flavor. This stuff's made in New York City. New York City? Get the rope. Anyone remember that commercial? <laughs> no. I love that commercial. No. I know you guys are too what? young. Get the rope. It's a Pace Bacani. It's a it's, it was Pace Bacani sauce commercial. It's probably in the nineties. You can probably Google it and get it on YouTube. But like the big thing with like I think Pace Bacani sauce was like they would look at the ingredients and where it was made. And so, like, the big thing about Pace Bacani sauce is it wasn't made in New York City and, like, the other types was made in New York City. And I'm just starting to think, like, what the fuck kind of salsa is made in New York City? Like, who makes salsa in New York City? So now I'm wondering. But, like, that was the whole thing. It's like they'd get a bunch of cowboys together and, like, they want the authentic salsa, I guess. And if it's made in New York City, get the rope. Cowboys but, and salsa. Yeah, I don't know. It makes like no it. sense. All right. It's weird. But uh, I always remember that's like the, the weird things you remember from your younger days. Uh, but that's one of them. But I still love that that voice, bold flavor. <laughs> yeah, our Starfinder campaign. I used that voice for like their main managerial contact, Gantu Praboa. Yeah. That's my name. It's good to see you. Uh, all right. I still say we got to play. We got to play that Casket Land game so I can do that voice all the time. Okay. And then we also, didn't we do Fiasco Western? We did a Fiasco yes. Western. Yes. yes. It was me and Coder, Ashley, Ashley and yeah. Gabe. I think yeah. Gabe was playing. Everyone else was too chicken. We were in the, we were in the living room <laughs> and I was playing a preacher. I was playing your dad, wasn't I? Yes. I was playing your dad. Yes. And then I freaking, uh, <laughs> I exercised a demon from Ashley. <laughs> And I don't mean that figuratively. I think I literally did that. That's what it sounded like. It really room. sounded like it. And I think our neighbors heard it too. <laughs> when Ashley and I get in character together, we freaking get in character, man. We ain't messing around. Oh, so good. I so actually good. lost my voice the next day. I screamed. Oh, me too. I had like three. I had to. I had to teach the next day. I had no voice when I was teaching. I was like, like, like Mr. Baker, why are you? I'm like, nah, I exercised a demon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? So speaking of demons, uh, actually, that's, that would be a good transition if you learned anything about demons last episode, but you, you didn't. Uh, but you did do some other things. So, so last last episode, we had a town council meeting. Were you guys? We were a little bit. Yeah, you ourselves. you rabble roused and rowdy. Yeah, got a little rowdy. Got a little little interesting. But I mean, it was sort of understand. They were kind of trying to not give the truth. You were just speaking truth to power. That's what y'all were doing. Exactly. That's exactly what, what you're people doing. People need to know. Yeah, people need to know the true story of what went down in Aethwin's refuge, where apparently, apparently, rats, rats the size of the humans. Pearsons. Excuse me. I should. I should. I should say something different. Humans that turned into rats <laughs> and have the ability to use hammers and nails. They went down to the hardware store. Went north, way the hell north, to this weird kind of outcast religious group, and just nailed them to the trees. 
Because that's what people think right now. No, no, one, <laughs> no one mentioned the fact that all their skulls were no, no, no. replaced with animal heads. I mean, how do you get that in conversation? Yeah. Just speak to your new I, friend. Speak to Bear's new friend. Yeah, oh, all heads from him. Who are you? I said they got, they got skulls for heads. Yeah, no one would believe it. That, that could point. have been my defense. <laughs> that's <but> just ridiculous. <laughs> that's yeah. I mean, humans turning into rats. I'm on board for that. <laughs> but these but people squirrels don't. Squirrels on but, their heads. No, squirrels on heads. That's ridiculous. I'm out. So there was that. So that happened. Oh, man. And then you also learned some interesting tidbits about previous council meetings. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. What did you learn? There was a big fight. It's going to be a Between? Duel. A colonel and a governor. Yeah, you've uh, got a... Well, you know the governor. You've heard the name Governor mm-hmm. Polk before. He's the, the one in charge of this territory. Um, but you've never met him. Uh, it seems as if Jonas Fair, the really big mutton chop man who serves as his proxy... Uh, at most meetings, also was there where the the original crew showed up on the docks. He was there to kind of give you the rules, the lay of the land. Uh, but the governor hasn't really shown his face in quite some time. Um, no regular villager person ha- can can recall probably seeing him. At least the ones that you spoke with. And some people suggested that his wife might be might have be going to like one of the like a witch. That's uh, in the woods. They weren't talking about me. They were not talking about you, but you would know who they were talking about. It's a woman by the name of Merlin Pfeiffer, uh, who is known as being a little bit more, she's a little bit more, um, she's like your competition, right? Like maybe you're, like one of the days when she dies off, you can kind of sneak in and get her. Yeah. (laughs) Something. I don't know what that means. (laughs) I'm old. What? What's just happening? Okay. So, uh, so. We're going to get demonetized. (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, so yeah, that happened. And then, uh, the Colonel was a former military guy who, who apparently worked on some sort of Southern regiment, uh, who was dishonorably discharged, kind of grouped together some other like-minded military folk and tried to set up their own separate settlement from Verdum, the same way the Sunbearers have set up their own separate compound from Verdum, except some sort of horrible blizzard two years ago, wiped them out, uh, and... No one's really gone back to that fort. The fort's kind of like some people kind of linger there, but it's not really in any kind of condition from what uh, from what you've heard. Now the colonel is also the one who got fa- got like right up in the face of the governor uh, at one of these meetings, these pre-inter meetings, uh, just just a month or two before that blizzard happened and before his his whole people were wiped out, and was threatening the governor, saying he didn't uh, you know he didn't do he's not doing his job, he doesn't care for these people, and. Uh, Challenge him to a duel, and if not for Jonas Fair, then there might have been a duel between the two of them. So that was a kind of a, a little big piece of news. Little big piece of news that made perfect sense. A uh, little big planet, though. That's a pretty good video game. Uh, so it is Sackboy and stuff. Uh, so uh, any other highlights that came from that meeting? The end of the episode. I said from the meeting. Were you just? <laughs> oh, it wasn't goodness. me. It wasn't me this time. Uh, me. Half off of drinks. Yes, uh, Markov is giving <laughs> half-off drinks. That's kind of how this got started, though. Bear got drunk, said some shit while he was at uh, at uh, the Box Elder, and that old yeah, man was yeah. just like, you know, oh, where's that, where's that tall drink of water? Where is he yet? I remember that. Uh, okay, uh, but then end of episode, yes. What happened at the end of the episode? Roderick was at Doc Welly's and heard Cressida humming the song that we have heard her hum before, and he was very excited because that was the song that he's been hearing does it sound a lot like the siren that we can currently <laughs> hear going past? Because we live really close to a hospital, but I don't know if it's big enough. So it's a warning not to yeah. go near the song. It's going to kill you. Yeah. Uh, You're going to get demon-possessed by the song. So I haven't been possessed yet. I mean, 
that you know of. I mean, how would I've you been know? exercised once, and I think I'm fine. Yeah, that was. I don't know if I've got the skills. That was a couple years ago. We did that. I think I've. I think I've recuperated. Uh, all right, so let's get started right there. Then we're we're still in uh, Doc Coy's office. Uh, Lavinia and Zofia, the two of you, witness this going down on the ground, cross-legged and excited. Is your pal Roderick and sitting uh, in a bed uh, next to the recuperating and part legless. Cresida is your old pal Bruno, Sophia, and speaking of legs, he's chomping on a turkey leg. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, and so you just watch this whole exchange happen. So Lavinia is just kind of sitting there, and she looks at him, and she, uh, this is the song. And he looks up at you, and he's, his eyes are still wide because he just stared off and was talking about where he heard it, describing this place at the top of the world with these plateaus and this angelic woman and. Uh, and how his his company climbed up the plateau to meet her, but only he climbed down, and he turns to look at you, and he just says, yes. And then just kind of goes back to listening as Cressida's periodically humming it for him, because every time she stops, he gets a little unsettled and starts kind of like smacking himself on the side of the head. He seems very disturbed by it, but when the song happens, he seems to really kind of cool down just a little bit, like a calm down. Now, for her part, is actually quite interested as well, and you hear her call out to Chadwick, and that's uh, Doc Qualley's kind of adopted mm-hmm. son. And he come and, and she calls him over with a piece of parchment and some of his, his kind of charcoal, and uh, and directs Roderick to try and draw what it was or where it was that he kind of heard this particular sound. And uh, so he starts trying to draw like really crudely this this landscape, and you can see like these various plateaus like popping up, and he's got this weird stick figure drawing of a woman on top of one of them, and it's really not particularly well done. Uh, mm. He also is missing a lot of his fingers from yeah. the frostbite, so he's having trouble holding on to the charcoal itself. So Sophia would have remembered, I believe, that Emily shared the information about yes Chadwick's drawing, so. The one with the the kind of armored-looking figure with the skulls on shoulders and things like yeah. that. Yeah, right. Which just seemed like some weird thing until then we saw creatures until that looked saw them. very mm-hmm. much like that. You saw them. Yeah. No one else has really saw them. Bear kind of saw something in the dark, but he didn't get like a super clear view of it when he was on watch. But maybe it was just his mind playing tricks on him because you had just told him about this. Or maybe it's what he saw. Hard to tell. But you're still the only person who actually saw these things. Okay. So Zofia will kind of hang out um, as he's kind of... Chadwick is basically drawing something that he's being asked to draw. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. And she's she's placating him by constantly humming. And she, whenever it looks like he's like done drawing, she stops humming and then kind of uses it to almost blackmail him into continuing, continuing to draw. Okay. Um, Zofia's going to trying to see if there's kind of a pause in the drawing where she could go up to Chadwick and, you know, kind of crouch down and, and get on his level. So, yeah, Sophia already is four foot nine, so she doesn't have too far to go. But I'm sure you're roughly the same height. He's sitting on the ground drawing, so she'll sit down next no, to No, 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 no. Roderick is. Chadwick brought over the the, the, the paper and the charcoal to draw. He was called over, and so he's oh, just sort of like standing okay. there. Now. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. So then while the drawing is happening with Roderick... Then Sophia's going to sit down next to Chadwick. Okay. And, you know, ask if he remembers when she was in here before with a friend of hers. 
He says, uh, no, who are you? <laughs> New phone, who does? Uh, no, uh, he's like, I remember you. Yeah. Okay. And you remember um, my friend that had the, the metal hand? Yeah. Yep. She was telling me that you did this really cool drawing, and it was like a soldier guy that had like a skull helmet. Yeah. Do you still have that drawing? No. No. Mom throws them away. Okay. Okay. So, where did you ever, like, see something that looks like that before? And remember that he has trouble talking, mm -hmm. right? He doesn't talk well. Um, he kind of slurs, and there's something not quite right about his tongue. Um, so Yeah, because it's split. Yeah. You, you just, did you just remember that now? No. <laughs> like the dumbing <laughs> That's your reaction. Um, but yeah, remember his tongue's all, all messed up. Mm -hmm. So um, so longer sentences or longer or more difficult explanations are difficult are, are, are tough for him to get through. But like quick phrases or yes or no are probably okay. better. So you so you, you you draw that picture? Yeah. You drew that picture? Yeah. Yeah. Did you see something that looked like that before? Yeah. Like you're, you saw that? Yeah. Was that scary? And he kind of gets this young boyish, just like, no scared. No. <laughs> no scared. Because you're brave. Yeah. Yeah, you're brave. Did you see that, like, here in town? Yeah. No. Where did you see it? And he points just north. He's like, kind of tries to get his bearings for a second, and he just points. Mm -hmm. yeah. in, in the woods? Yeah. Close by or far away? He doesn't understand the question. Mm hmm. Like right outside the wall or like away? And he, and he just like kind of weighs with his arm to kind of match your, your physical movement. Like, away. Wow. Did you see just one or a lot of them? And he starts like with his with his fingers and his hands to start counting. And he's just like counting it. Like he just, he, he runs out of fingers. And then, uh, and then he's like, mole after he counts all 10. Wow. A lot of them. Yeah. Wow. What, what were you doing? And so, um, after a while, he kind of thinks for a minute. He's like, lost. Uh, did they Did they bring you here? And I think this is where inner Chadwick's like, your use of pronouns is confusing him. Who do you mean by they? Did the people that looked like that in the picture? No, no, no. No, because the, the doc brought you here. Yeah. Did you, were they mean to you? Yeah. He thinks for a second. He's like, not me. Others. They were mean to other kids? No. No. Well, it's good that they weren't mean to you. Sophia ponders how much more information she might be able to get from Not a whole lot more, child. because at this point, Doc Quali notices that you have started interrogating her adoptive son without proper uh, representation present, which as a... As a marriage in therapy and, per, and you know behavioral health uh, <laughs> professional that you are, Melissa, you should know that you weren't allowed to do that. Uh, but nonetheless, it happened, and so she comes running over. And if she wasn't already upset with you to begin with, um, she seems a little bit perturbed by the fact that you are kind of questioning. And she's very quickly like, "What are you talking to him about?" So I'll um, just do kind of just pull her aside, just. Just turn away a little bit, kind of out of your shot of other like adults, a little bit, um, and say that when when Emily was here last time before we took off to the Sunbearers Temple, she noticed that Chadwick was drawing this figure 
and it looked like sort of a soldier with like a skull head on it. Yes, I'm aware. And when we were on our way close to um, the horrific scene that we found when we weren't that far away, we saw creatures that looked just like that. And she just kind of rolls her eyes and she lets out like the most exasperated, just this again type of feeling. She's like, oh, and did you did you find a dragon too? And she like pulls out a drawer and she pulls out a couple of their sketches and there's like this really goofy looking dragon. Did you see one of these too? Or how about this one? And she picks out like a fish that's got these like wings on it and stuff like that that's playing some sort of like bardic instrument. She's like, did you see these two? You know, he's a child, right? And he has a active imagination. I like to encourage that imagination, but I don't want him to confuse his fantasy with what he actually sees. So if you could do me a favor and not encourage that these things that he's drawing are real, that would be wonderful. Sophia's going to kind of switch moods a little bit and go dramatic teenager sort of tearful in her kind of reaction to Doc Welly, um, and just sort of kind of quietly but getting worked up and upset, saying, you, you don't understand. They took Emily. She was kidnapped after we had a battle, and they kidnapped her. This is not something that we're making up. They actually took our friend. Are you uh, trying to, like, are you genuinely, is Zofia genuinely, like, having this outburst of emotion or she's doing this to try to manipulate it's a little bit of both i mean emily definitely or Sophia feels very very bad for leaving emily behind um there's also a little bit of intentionality behind the fact that she's tried to have conversations with doc Welly that hasn't gone well before so maybe kind of appealing to kind of the emotional side might work a little bit better okay i'll say you can roll since it's a little bit of both a little bit of everything. You can roll a charm or a guile test if you like. What is your um, what is your social class? Burger. And w- w- do you have more ranks of chaos or order right now? This is a simple social exchange, so it, it determines the difficulty. Even. They're even? Okay. Okay, this will be a uh, routine. Passed. So she initially had kind of a stern, angry, protective mother face on, and that softens a little bit as she sees you sort of burst into into tears and like and i think maybe part of her it's her her doctorly training trying to have some semblance of of bedside manner and she kind of i'm very sorry about your friend i didn't even really think of that um but understand that this boy has been through very much in his short life and only in the past several months have I been able to get him to open up, to smile, to play, to realize there's people here who care about him. And I worry that encouraging him to think that such creatures are real and that there's this evil that could threaten him would endanger the progress I have made with him these past few months. I'm not so ignorant as to think that there aren't dangers on the ruin. Of course there are. We are a settlement in Verdum. We are people who didn't want to lose touch with society, but we're not all 
who came to the ruin. Not everyone who was sent here was rehabilitated. Not everyone who was sent here wanted to keep touch with some level of decency. And many of those who didn't want to be part of what we were building here, when their sentences were complete, when their debts were paid, or even when the opportunity presented itself where they could shiv a guard in the ribs and run away into the woods, they took those opportunities. So what you're describing in your mind might be this great and awful creature. I'm a woman of science, and for me, the greater likelihood is that it's one of these people who didn't want to be part of our community that took your friend, and I am very sorry for that. If I could help, I would. But interrogating and terrorizing and misleading this boy is not going to bring your friend back. Sophia hangs her head a little bit and apologizes. You know, I, 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 I'm sure you understand how distressed we are at, at our friend just going missing and being in a area that's completely foreign to us and we have no idea which direction to go and I just thought maybe I had a little clue or a bit of information that we might be able to follow on. I did not intend to distress your son. Um, I do apologize for that. Um, but if there's any bit of information that could help us figure out where our friend could have been taken to, I'd beast or man, we would still want to find who took our friend. If I had any information, I would give it to you. But I do not. I am trying as best I can to live a better life than the one I led when I was younger. And the part of the way that I do that is by looking out for this boy, by patching up the people who live in this village. It's my penance for what I did. I am friends with Ralph Wilhelms. I will speak with him on your behalf to see if he has any information that he's not sharing with the public or with you, but beyond that, I don't know how I can help you. I would be much appreciated for that step. I understand that he may not want to give us information directly. After what you did today, I doubt you're his best friends. It will take some doing for me to convince him that you all have good intentions and you're not here to just make his life even more difficult than it already is. Perhaps it would do well for your group to consider what he has to deal with here. Few resources, an absentee governor, a population that has already demonstrated in their lives a tendency towards criminal behavior, some very violent, and he and his small group of wardens get very little help from the prison guards that are up the coast. The amount of stress and strain he's under without the necessary resources is very much in adding to that stress by inciting riot and sowing rumor and seeds of concern. While your intentions and your minds might have been good, I worry that all this will do is make 
what he has to deal with, and what his fellow wardens have to deal with, even more difficult over the coming weeks. But again, I will talk to him, but now I must ask you to leave. Understood. Thank you for your understanding and any efforts that you may have. So you and uh, Lavinia back, are you doing anything before you leave, Lavinia? I was just fawning over Chadwick. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh my good boy, you've grown so <laughs> tall. <laughs> he has, actually. He's had a little bit of a growth spurt. Uh, okay. As they come walking out, like, oh, while you guys were yip-yapping away, Erwin over here came up with a nice plan we could follow. So I feel that we should go to the mine and see if we can find anything out there on our way to the fort before it gets too uh, severe with wintry weather, since they said it's going to be a fairly bad winter. Uh, I'm not sure what it will be like this far up north, but winter in the capital isn't uh, too terribly dangerous if you stay in town. Some of the flowers that we need are along the way. I go. Okay. Uh, You're probably not going to go today because it's getting dark, Uh, so I would imagine you all this point, we'll tire to your respective... No, we're allowed in the game. Okay. Is, uh, what time of day is it now? Uh, it's sunset. Sun's going down. It's getting dark soon. And it's quite cold. Can I, like, walk past the blacksmith and see, like, what kind of stuff he's got made? Just, like, just passing by, seeing if he has weapons or if it's, like, more sure. of a kind of where he makes stuff for repairing and that kind of thing. No, he, no, he's got a few things on display. More of its tools than anything. Yeah. Um, if you're looking for like specific like armors and stuff like that, it's not really what he has. But you could you could put something in order uh, if you really want to. Uh, he's got a handful of basic weapons available. He's got things like you know smaller swords and daggers and things like that, um, spears, uh, stuff that you might use for hunting, but you know not. Not necessarily like Castle Forge stuff, like really like strong military grade things. There's more than one blacksmith that uh, that works uh, in here and like the tilling the uh, the forge and whatnot. But um, but yeah, you're welcome to to peruse. Are you looking for any? Are you just like doing shopping now? Or? Oh no, I was just wanting to see like what it looks like his skill level were to be. If I were to based off of what he has, if I were to ask him to make a specific kind of sword. Uh, make a just by observing. Make a trade test. Uh, we'll just treat this as uh, treat it as routine. It's gonna be flip to fail. Oh, that's an eighty-one. As you start kind of taking a look at the merchandise, um, you get a little, little too handsy with it, and kind of comes over and he yells at you a bit. And as you do, you kind of start a little bit and you cut your hand. Not gonna kill you. You don't gotta go back and get bandaged or anything. But it's. Uh, it's going to be really annoying until that heals. It's like getting a really bad paper cut, you know? And he's like, oh, you don't get away from that. You don't get hands off of merchandise. What's wrong with you? Sorry. Sorry. Oh. So, uh, but you do, can, you can tell that, no, he's, there's good stuff here. You can, you, you think that you could get something decently made. Okay. And it's a fairly large workshop as well. It's to be two-story. They're closing down when you get there, though. Yeah. It's sun, sundown, so. It was just, it's just kind of like as before it, goes to where we can't do okay. anything else is something to pass the time. Okay. Uh, other things people are doing before the day passes. It's still half-off drinks, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you go ahead and get your half-off drinks. You drink, you, a couple people recognize you, and they're like, hey, it's, it's so old. You're like, oh, hi, come over here. It's <laughs> your new nickname. <laughs> oh, this is my friend. Oh, what's your name again? 
Oh, your time. I'm just, no, whatever exchange. There, there. That you do look like a bear. This I get is the that one. I was telling you, man. He's the one who said there's red people just all the woods. And they look pretty, pretty slosh. They've been really taking advantage of that. Nice. I'll uh, join them. Okay. So by the end of the night, uh, go ahead and roll a toughness test for me. Make it a routine. And uh, don't critical fail. I fail. Okay, so you get some mental peril, uh, but because you're going to be sleeping tonight uh, in a decent bed and you didn't crit fail, you're good. Uh, so, they, as you kind of sp- you know, go back, so you okay there, Ashley? You keep looking at me and I'm like, I'm not going to do it. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so Lavinia heads back to Charlotte's. Uh, Chofi, go ahead and roll an awareness mm. test for me as you head back to Loudon's and you're getting ready to go into your dorm room. Uh, I forgot to give you a difficulty. Uh, we'll call it, nah, just make it standard. Oh, I feel okay. Uh, we do have. I'm okay. You sure? Use it. Yeah. Use it. Use it. Use it. Do it. Do it. Uh, all right. Finally, use one more. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Getting this awareness test. A two. A two. When you come into the the dorm, uh, Bear went back to the box elder. Irwin went off. You don't know what the hell Irwin's doing. Went to my people. Uh, I'm not sure if Zofia is with you or not, but as you come into the, the dormitory, there's a, a crew of people in that bottom floor that are all you know, drinking and eating, and you can hear some rumor mill stuff about what went down at the council. You notice there's a face in the corner that's just eyeing you, eyeing you down, something fierce. And they're kind of, they look like they're drinking, but they're kind of doing one of those fake drinking and and the minute you lock eyes with them, they immediately look in a different direction and do this kind of, kind of fake joining into a conversation like they're just laughing, not for, for the real reason, but they see other people laughing to kind of blend in. And this figure's got kind of a scraggly beard, and there's a bit of a shadow cast across them in a way that you have these little vision. Like, you were kind of drunk during the chase sequence. You probably had a little bit of drink to drink, but the figure kind of... Looks sort of like that person who kicked you, and they're just kind of staring at you, and then they look away, and then their eyes will kind of come back in your direction, and then they'll go away again. So and there's about a dozen other people in this room. Is he alone with other people? No, like this. If you recall, this is like a. It's like the bottom floor. There's a couple benches and small tables, and like a couch that are kind of like scattered about um, at the kind of the common area of this dormitory where a lot of people come and hang. I'll just join them for the night then. I'll hop over like, hey, you guys mind if I sit here? Yeah, they, they like, it's fun. And some of them recognize you like, oh, you were on top of that call shoulders. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's <laughs> right. I remember you. Wow. You cute little thing. You took advantage of those drinks, right? Oh, yes, sure we did. But uh, he kind of leans in. The stuff we make here is all ten times better. Oh, I'll have to try some. I got some right now. Hold on. Yeah, let's do it. And so uh, go ahead, if you would like, and uh, take a sip. You need to make a toughness test at hard, please. This is a moonshine. When I was in college, one of my roommates, uh, not my, excuse, not one of my roommates, one of my, uh, one of like the guys who lived in the dorm on the same floor, he's like two doors down from me. His, uh, his family worked in like the deep, weird, swampy areas of Florida, and they ran like a moonshine swill, and like we all went. Like, like uh, I guess it was about six of us and went and visited 
uh, and like hung Gosh. out in like the middle of nowhere. Like it was like his totally enemy. like they could have murdered us <laughs> oh and they would never have found the bodies. Right. And uh, we got to try some moonshine and it was like legit, like creepy looking shack. We go inside. Oh there's all sorts of stuff going on and they give it to us. It's perfectly clear. And I'm like, perfectly clear. I'm like 19. There's like nothing in this. So I started drinking this stuff. Holy crap. It was like the straw. I've never had anything stronger since. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I see why they say if you drink that shit, you go blind. So if you crit fail. Oh, God. <laughs> you're going blind. I kind of wish you had uh, those two rerolls you had there. Uh, 50, I failed. Okay. Uh, so you will uh, you will certainly take, take on, you know, you're, you're uh, intoxicated. Okay. Uh, you're not incapacitated, just intoxicated. And you will take 12 points of physical pair. All right. Sophia would sort of meander around outside a little bit. Okay. Remembering that recent encounter and just looking for any other kind of robed figures or just around town or just randomly going around town by yourself no I'll stay kind of close to almost um, got her the... <laughs> no no I'll kind of make you know kind of little circles around Loudon so you know kind of walk okay. around Loudon's and maybe like around Loudon's specifically a little bit over <laughs> like a little, a little fly over. <laughs> so it's just one of those little kind of okay. roundabouts but that's kind of my little home base I'm just gonna... all right make an awareness test uh, just make a standard <laughs> almost got it man are you are you picturing her literally yes. doing circles around Loudon <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Loudon looks like Bob Newhart in my mind, so I'm just picturing this little gnomish woman cut around a circle. Her. Oh my god! Yeah, I gotta go check out that wiki. I got. You, have you guys looked at that wiki? Yes. I have. I have like, I have for the pictures of every one of the characters who I would have cast. Like if I got to cast this like a movie, I've, I've heard other podcasts do this. Pretty cool. So he's Bob Newhart. It makes Newhart. it so much better when you're thinking about it. Like it's very cool. Abbas Bickle is like uh, Cicely Tyson, so <laughs> I'm just like picturing her in like this like heavy chainmail. It's awesome. <laughs> Luis Guzman. You were carrying Luis Guzman there. <laughs> That's Saldivar. You were just carrying Luis Guzman for like seven days. <laughs> just imagine like, that. You'll be all right. <laughs> you'll be all right. <laughs> He's just totally like, look at him. Never mind. I'm like, oh, I love Luis Guzman. He's fantastic. Uh, so what was the roll? Passed with a one. Passed with a one? A crit? Ooh. Okay. I would say if you're doing this for a while, sun goes down, gets dark. Uh, there's a the crew that was working in the back, kind of keeping an eye on the, the the small little garden and the little handful of like goats and pigs and stuff they have in the back that they tend to stabling them up. You notice, uh, you do notice a strange figure um, that isn't hooded, but they're wearing kind of a a long dark cl- uh, coat, which I means winter time. It's not that uncommon. It's this sort of dirty blondish haired. You would call him a boy, maybe, maybe 16, 17, 18, something like that. And he, he, he's, he himself and how he looks is fine, but he is nervous, nervously darting around his eyes, just kind of looking. And he, he looks like he's trying to be stealthy and he's just not doing a great job and you can see him and he doesn't seem to see you. It's getting dark and you're kind of small and you probably found a little nook and you're just watching him and he goes inside to the dormitory and do you follow or do you wait i am doing my best stealth job but i would follow then i will need you i know to roll a secret stealth test and now specifically this stealth test is not to be hidden from everybody 
but specifically from this particular Correct. person. Just letting you know that, because in the dormitory, you're going to be passing by Jovi and some of the other people. Sure. Okay. Just... <laughs> she's carrying a potted plant. Oh, hiding <laughs> <laughs> it's like when she's trying to peek on Loudon and she's looking through the potted plant. <laughs> It's just the same plant. Just gets, gets a, a newspaper. And she's just sort of like te- peering it down and staring over top of it. Gets inside of a crate, pokes little holes in it, and just cardboard box. Yep. She's pulling. She's pulling a metal. She's just solid. walking in the cardboard box. <laughs> All of a sudden, you hear, and people suddenly have exclamation points over their head. Ah, uh, okay. Would you roll? Sixteen. Oh, that's nice. pretty good. I don't know. Fancy. I'm gonna re-roll. So, you start coming in. And now it's actually fairly easy for you to slip into smaller groups because there's people here and there. Um, you can see Chovy is sort of his head probably starting to move around like it's getting really, really heavy. Yeah, this ain't nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got his shirt off at this point and he's he's sitting on top of this this old man's shoulders and the old man <laughs> just keeps feeding him like nuts or something. He's all, there you go. Yes, a good boy. <laughs> and uh, everyone in the room seems really, really drunk, except for two figures. One is sitting in the corner, and you can tell that is really keeping a very close eye on Chovy. And the other is your mark. And as they come in, you can see that they lock eyes really briefly and then immediately break eye contact. The guy who's staring at Chovy again starts trying to start up with a laugh like he's trying to join in on the joviality and pass it off it's just like he's just no we just happen to lock eyes no big deal i'm not creepy the other guy goes upstairs you follow up a couple steps and you can see that he makes a left as he as he gets off and you go up a couple more steps peek around the corner and you can see him take something out from beneath his robe his his big lengthy coat and it's kind of folded up and he slides it underneath the door. And then he starts coming back towards him. What do you do? I am going to immediately sort of act drunk. So I'm just going to kind of like act like I'm kind of walking into the wall and, you know, maybe just kind of trying to find my way. So I was not at all following him, not at all paying attention to what he was doing. I'm just kind of, you know, eyes kind of closing. Is this the bathroom? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, essentially. Okay. Let's make that a guile test. Because you're just sort of being, you're trying to be deceitful. You're not trying to like disguise yourself as someone different. You're just trying to act a little bit deceitful. So we'll call it that. And uh, I will make it, again, a secret test. 53. Okay. Do you want to keep that or do you want to reroll? We have three, three. Three, three rerolls left. He's got three, we got three. I'll do one more. Surprise combat. Four. Very nice. So as he comes up and starts heading down the stairs, he bumps into you. He's like, oh, excuse me. Sorry. Very sorry. Oh, uh, are you okay, miss? Nah, just finding room. Oh, um, which, which room are you in? It's very polite. Very polite. I'm sort of looking up like I'm trying to remember a number. Do you shout out what just... your room is eventually? Um, only have like two, two. You do have two rooms. I'll just I'll just keep throwing numbers out like nonsensical numbers. Okay. Um. Well, 
Do you want me to go get Loudon for you? I'm I'm gonna sit. I'll just <laughs> sit. And so then I just sort of look like I'm just gonna sit and take a minute. Okay. Well. Thank thank you. You're 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 nice. You're nice. Okay. Um, and he's like trying to figure out a way like <laughs> do I do something here and he's like almost reaching down and like patting you on the head or something like you're a, like you're a pet and then he's just like good luck tomorrow and then <laughs> heads down the stairs you see him quickly again with a quick look into the common room and then hustles out the front door back the way he came all right so Zafia's going to probably do like a 20 count just continuing to sit i think we should do um, that real time so can you just <laughs> no, that's fine um okay just to kind of wait it out for just a second just to see if someone is like immediately going to go up to that room because yeah 20 seconds no one no one seems to go okay um so then i'm gonna go through my bag and try to find something that i would be able to um the goal is going to be to try to scoop the note out from under the door Okay. So try to find something flat that I could. Have, right? I have yes. In my modern mind, I'm thinking like flattened coat hanger, and then I'm thinking, what else do you, would I actually have? Do you often carry coat <laughs> hangers with you in your modern life? <laughs> no, but I'm thinking if okay. I needed to get something out from under a door, like you're it right. Would be the perfect little. But would you carry a coat <laughs> hanger on you, dude? I remember we used to use coat hangers to like pick locks to get into cars. Like we don't really do that anymore. Mm. If you ever locked your keys in your car, like in the 80s, that's what you'd have to do. I still remember this. To the, the, I will always remember this. And I love my mother, but this this just convinced me that sometimes she just does like the dumbest things. So we're locked in a car outside of a mall. Like so they, she locked her keys in the car, which that happens, right? And so my dad and like we're with my, we're with like my aunt and my dad and like my two sisters. And my dad's like, he's trying to like, find a different way to get inside and everything and he's like go you know go run in and, and get, a, get a get a hanger from that and so she goes in and she comes back out with one of those thick plastic ones <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and, and my, look on my dad's face which is like what did i marry it's so and they're still married today uh okay so you found something a shift work yes will it We'll find well, out. Well, the shiv will be what I will try. Erwin is gesturing at me, and I don't know what it means. Shiv is very small blade, small piece of paper. A couple of inches. Way under the door. Good luck. A couple inches. Like a ice pick almost. Just trying to open the door. Now, you do remember that these these rooms are shared sometimes. You guys share rooms. Yes. Now. So she's located what kind he of. He didn't knock on the door. Right. He just slid something underneath the door. Okay, so while she was still kind of sitting there, she's kind of going through her bag, and, you know, kind of the shiv seems like something that could work. Okay. So then she'll kind of relocate over just outside the door, but then sort of repeat the kind of sitting on the ground, looking a little drunk while kind of trying to listen and see if anybody's inside, if there's any sounds sure, happening. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, eavesdrop test, uh, and I'll put this at routine because it is somewhat quiet on the second floor. I just picture... Immediately, Sophia just is like this underneath the door, just banging, trying to, and just making all kinds of noise. I like to think that she's she's going to reach underneath, and the door is going to open right as she does, and there's just like this big fat man. What are you looking at? <laughs> she's just kind of staring down. How'd you do? She rolled two tens. <laughs> two tens? 
No, the tens die. Oh, for crying out loud. <laughs> well, you can still do it with two tens. Two tens dice can still work. We didn't know which one Yeah, I didn't know. Oh, okay, fair so, fair um, pass, 45. Okay. So you listen for a good 20, 30 seconds or so. You don't hear any sound coming from inside. You hear some voices in some other rooms, but not this one. Okay, so now I will try to turn my attention under the door and try to All right. motion. <laughs> Sorry, I'm doing the motion. Okay. Uh, so I move the, the shiv under the door to see if I can grab okay, now, a piece of paper. What is your, uh, what, what's your frame? You're frail, aren't you? Yes. So you're kind of slender. You've got slender fingers, slender hands, stuff yes. like that. So, I mean, these aren't, this isn't like modern day carpentry. Everything's not perfect. So like there's, there's room. You could probably sneak your fingers underneath there as well. And with the blade kind of extended. So it can probably get done, but it's not the easiest thing. So we're going to make this a coordination test and we're going to put it uh, at challenging. At least it's not Emily trying to do it because she's got her, <laughs> her hand. The door falls off the hinges <laughs> and cuts the other hand she off. She just punches it. 17 pass. Okay. So you very quietly and you kind of hold your breath probably hoping like this would be the worst time for one of these doors to open or for someone to suddenly come up and want to go to bed. Maybe you're thinking to yourself, you tell me. Yeah, I could have totally waited and maybe got Chovy up here or something. But you don't. You're like, no, no. He was very this. drunk. This was not me. He was eating peanuts. <laughs> and you you reach the shiv underneath. You you can kind of see it. You can see this looks to be some kind of parchment that's been wrapped up. Or excuse me, folded up. And you, as best you can, put some pressure down with the shiv on top of that piece of parchment and carefully drag it. Kind of tear it a little bit, but not destroying it entirely, but you do manage to successfully extract it from the room. Sophia's going to quickly read it. You take a look at it, and it looks like a series of numbers. And you looked at this very similar thing when you and Chovy managed to chase down that one robed figure, and Chovy managed to snatch that book from underneath the flaps of this robe. And there were those extra little bits and pieces of circled things here and there. Now, the specific numbers don't really matter too much to you. But now I will tell you that you are certain that this is, you're pretty confident that this has something to do with the book, with the code. Mm -hmm. You would need to decipher exactly what that means. If it's anything like the previous one that Irwin had taken a look at, it somehow revealed a location and a time. Sophia is going to make a mental note of the numbers. Okay. Quickly fold the piece of paper back. Okay, very good. And slide it back under the door. Good deal. Okay. And then kind of reverse what you did. So kind of go back to sitting next to the door, kind of drunken, peek out, nobody's moving. And then literally no one down. comes by. So this brilliant Meryl Streep-like <laughs> acting will never be seen by anyone. Okay. All right. So, Jovi, go ahead and make another toughness test. Same difficulty, please. 98. 98. Take 17 more points of mental peril. <laughs> that was a really good roll. No. That might be enough. Enough for what? You to pass out. Go to, you go incapacitated. Oh, it's only two points. So. Okay. Yeah, good. But you are feeling it, man. You're feeling it pretty heavy. So, do you continue to drink? Do you retire to your room? I'll retire. All right, okay. all right Steve, put me down. I've had enough peanuts. Uh, it's all right, little one. I got you, you little monkey. And he puts, on, puts you on the ground. Starts ruffling your hair a little bit. He's like, oh, don't forget this. And he reaches into his shirt and he hands you, hands you Gretel. Oh, there she was. She was cleaning the fleas. Oh, good girl. And she looks terrified. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrifying. It's so crazy. <laughs> okay. Um, 
eventually Erwin bear show up bear also shows up probably a little little tipsy not like you he's been drinking normal booze. you're drinking like turpentine uh Irwin shows up as well and eventually you all retire to your rooms uh do you do anything tonight with the information that you discovered Sophia absolutely okay who do you tell this to so I'm aware that we had already figured out a little bit of some of the book stuff so Irwin yes you when Chovy was able to steal the book off of that guy the other night you kind of figured out the code right uh, involving Whoa, that steal it he dropped it <laughs> <laughs> sure right into your hand sure you were in the right place at the right time in the sense of that we figured out what that one piece of paper meant I figured out the code in the sense of me being able to replicate the same thing not necessarily guaranteed I have more numbers for you uh, I will see if I can spend some time tonight trying to figure that out alright so then you need to make a scrutinized test at routine, uh, since you're trying to decode a secret message in your own tongue. Uh, and because you already have a previous version of this particular system, I'll let you do this with flip to succeed. Okay, Because you can reverse engineer how it works. Let's give this a shot. 13. So. Okay. Yeah. So, you, so you start flipping through the book and finding the various words that you're likely supposed to circle. Now, you get eventually the basic message you get. And this is a clue, by the way. You get the information about something on two different pages, bakehouse, third day, and a specific time uh, being equivalent to like 3 a.m., like super late at night. Third day, what day? Third day is the equivalent of like a Wednesday. Third day of the week or third day of the month? No, it's literally called third oh, day. Oh, okay. Like first day, second day, third day. It's not like... In my stupid freaking fantasy world, it's not Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It's first day, second day, third day, fourth day, fifth day, sixth day, seventh day. What day is it now? Today is first day. So in two days at the bakehouse at 3 a.m., there will be another meeting. The bakehouse is selling bread? It's not that kind of bakehouse. They're selling weed now. <laughs> 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 They're selling oil. It's actually just grass. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally just weeds. That's yeah. all it is. All right. So now we have the decision if we want to leave town or not. We got to go. We got to stay. Yeah. It's up to you. I feel like this is like a once, a one-time kind of chance we should probably stay. It could mean that we shouldn't leave town at all, though, depending upon the weather. Yeah, I'm ready to go right now. <laughs> <laughs> you should probably lay down. Maybe we'll see how you feel in the morning. Then I just pass out on the spot right there. And you see Gretel just kind of curl up right on, right next to him, right underneath his chin. Aww. Laughing some of the vomit and spittle that's Ew. coming out of his <laughs> That's what animals do, okay? She's yeah, full perfectly... up on ticks and other nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> She's had a rough night, man. She's had a really rough night. Uh, okay, so what's the plan, guys? How are we going to infiltrate this meeting of possibly a large group of people who would not be happy to be found out wearing robes. Don't they just come robed and masked anyways? You just we just need to find where they buy their robes. Or, yeah, sure. That that sounds easy enough. Absolutely. Steal somebody's robes that they're probably always wearing, just not no, cloaked. No, find where to buy robes. I don't think that they're going to use secret meeting robes as a, uh, you know, st- fashion statement. 
GM, when I saw the person in the robe, did the robe look like a special robe or just like a regular old robe that just happened to have a hood on it? The second. Okay. Just a regular robe. Just a regular robe. Okay. So we just need to find a store that sells regular robes with hoods now, on Now, to them. be fair, you've never seen multiple people with these robes in close proximity at the same time. So whether they're matching, who knows? <laughs> no, no. But, I mean, they're robes. The first guy we bumped into, did he? Was he wearing something on his face? The or? one that the, from the chase? Yeah. Or was there just like covered? He had a very he he had a very hooded like heavy oh, hood okay. that was yeah, covering. He's like ho- yeah, just, it just some hooded. Yeah, robes. And it also might be a little peculiar to have a masked person walking through the middle of the streets. Yeah. But a hood, it's not uncommon, especially since it's cold. You got to cover the ears up. Are we going to all participate in this, or is only one person going to go, and the rest of them are going to kind of like watch out? I think Zofia should go by herself. <laughs> I feel like I used up all my really good rolls tonight. Yeah, that was very good. <laughs> no, it was good. It's great. Progress. Getting so close to that first revelation. We're so close. <laughs> You've got one more clue left to get your full revelation. Really close. So the goal for tomorrow is Shop. find robes, make okay. a plan for how to infiltrate said meeting without giving ourselves away, so I should probably try and read as much as this book as possible unless someone else wants to do it because it probably is important to have some sort of knowledge about what's inside this book. All right, so you go to bed. Morning comes. Grab your food, various places. You uh, go around town. Look for the robe store. We do. It's right. <laughs> it's right next to it's the right bake next store. It's right next to the bakehouse. <laughs> yeah, bakehouse. <laughs> you pick up some weed. <laughs> and then, that he's smoking, and you're like, shit, this is just weed. <laughs> like, it's not actually. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, so you buy you buy dark, heavy winter clothing. Which we were going to need anyway if we are going right. to go traveling. So Chovy can mark it. We'll, we'll look up mm-hmm. the specific. Um, you guys can afford it. We'll make a note to yourself, and we'll, we'll mark that from the total. Is there anything else you're trying to accomplish today? I still want to help that one guy. <laughs> okay. If you really That's want like to, a, you I can. I what I would do then. <laughs> you would re-roll a character. Because <laughs> he's going off on his own adventure. You could be Roderick. Missing fingers. I don't think you want to be Roderick. <laughs> be crazy. Yeah, I don't think you want to be an NPC that I already. I already got you on a leash. You. Okay, now. All right. <laughs> Is there anything that you all want to do today? I want to talk to the blacksmith and see how it works with ordering something. Uh, if you have to pay up front, how that works. Half up front. Away. Half up front. Half up front. I don't half have, when you get the item. I, I don't. Me personally, I do not have that much money. Okay. So I can. Well, get the fuck out of me, show. He's a very ornery fellow. Yeah. <laughs> I just decided. And then see if I can get healed because I'm still not good. I can't fucking heal my blacksmith. Yeah. <laughs> you still need, you need another heal check. Yeah, I failed. All of them, except for... Well, I passed this two. time. You're good. Now one more will work, and I'll be okay. back to normal. All right. When you go to Doc Qualley's, you can see that Roderick is still there, or maybe is returned, and is sort of like in Cressida's orbit with Bruno, and just like the three of them are just kind of their own little section of the clinic. Is it creepy looking? Uh, I mean, one of them's eating a turkey leg. Uh, one of them's missing most of his nose, a bunch of his fingers, an ear, uh, has really bad receding hair and stringy hair and behind. Uh, and then Cressida's missing a leg and she's got a bunch of, uh, 
these strange welts going up and down her arms uh, that are revealed where it looks like she burned herself, likely. Like recently? No, like okay. this was described earlier on. Yeah, like yeah. she has. She I didn't had, know if they were like recent because they're of, brands, basically. Yeah. So uh, her class is. I mean, her her profession is basically like a doomsayer, and one of the things that they do is sort of like like self harm. Yeah. Uh, ritualistically. So you leave, go shopping. Then the time comes to get you probably get a early night's sleep. Set your alarm clocks. Set your set your your iPhones and your Android <laughs> phones to wake you up at like two a.m. or something. Yeah. But you wait for early on the third day, and do you tell Lavinia about this? Is she coming with you? First of all, do you tell her, and then it's up to Lavinia to decide whether she wants to come with you. Yeah, if we find her in town or something, tell her what we're up to. Irwin would know where to find her at Charlotte's. Yeah. Uh, we'll keep her in the loop. She's been helping us out. So, Lavinia, would you be curious enough to get involved in this? I love doing stuff like this. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly what I like, I like to do. It's really just an underground club. That's all it is. There's going to be a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Number one rule is not I talk about Fight Club. Yeah. You can dance. We can dance if we want to. <laughs> <laughs> it comes back. Um, we can leave Emily behind. Oh, wow. Already have. Oh boy, that would have that would have been a good title for that episode. Damn it! <laughs> Damn it! Oh man, I think I did like put your bone head on my shoulder. Put your bone head on my show. Dude, when I had Wobbly do uh, the voice, Wobbly's our friend who does the a lot of the opens, like the open episode titles when he can. He did the, the no when to scold him one for, it was so funny. He had this one where he was just like, no when to scold him. And I'm like, I kind of want to use that one because it's so bad. I want to use his outtakes. I want to put together an outtakes of him just going, no when to, no. <laughs> so stupid. Oh, man. Uh, okay, so Lavinia, you're in on this. Yes. All right. So eventually, you all meet up, make some arrangements to pick Lavinia up, get in your matching or semi-matching dark robes. Got her torches. It takes like torches. 10 minutes as she's like removing her bells. <laughs> it's super, super dark. It's nearly the equivalent of 3 o'clock in the morning. Time's not kept that precisely, obviously, but a few hours past midnight. You're on the streets and there's nobody on the streets. You hear occasional gust of wind, the rattle of a shutter. You pass by certain homes, you can actually hear a snore or two. But outside of that, it's incredibly quiet. You wander into the direction of the tradecraft area, where the leather worker is that you got your hide armor cleaned. The blacksmith that you've been flirting with to try to get something, <laughs> something built for you. And you head in the direction of the bakehouse. Are we going to go in like separate groups? It would be kind of weird if we all just That's That's what's in. up to you. So you're heading in that direction. Yeah, so can you can make a, a decision bit. now what you like to do. You want to do like pairs or two groups? Uh, two groups. Okay. Uh, what are the groups? There aren't enough for us all to pair up. Uh, I'll be with Erwin and Levon. Wait, there's like five of us. There are five. Yes. Yeah. One of two and one of three. I'll jump in bare shoulders so we look like a <laughs> Are you going to hide underneath his hood? Yeah. Is that is it big enough? Your dog's trying to buy treats at a grocery store in a trench coat. Uh, okay. And then you three, uh, Erwin, Sophia, and Lavinia. Okay. Yep. Lavinia, Lavinia, Lavinia or Lavinia? Lavinia. 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 Okay. Lavinia. Okay. Who's going, who's going first? You you split up. 
so as not to draw too much attention. You flank the bakehouse. Maybe one of you comes from the east, one of you comes from the west, and you're maybe looking, casing the joint from a little bit of a distance. No lights are on. You don't see any, any light coming from the windows, which are shuttered. You don't see any activity. You wait a few minutes. No one comes by. What do you want to do? Into the breach and clear. What? <laughs> Flashbang through the <laughs> Oh my god. Who's playing Tachanka? Who's got the shit? Sophia definitely wants to wait for someone okay. to go in. Okay. Like, see someone like coming down the street. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I want all of you to make stealth tests. Uh, secret, obviously. 51. 46. 49. 53. Okay, I have one of those. Olivia needs to do a reroll. Everyone's very good grouping here, by the way. 40s and 50s, everybody. It's clear grouping. Yeah. Oh, great fail. I feel it. 86. Ooh, doggy. Why did we bring her? <laughs> so, she left so, a bell on. She left a bell, a bell on. Yeah, she left a bell. <laughs> okay. Do you need to know how much we're we gonna, like would fail or pass by? No, I just need to know your we're, number. Oh, okay. We're gonna have nightmares now from bells again. Oh no! Yeah, you just you just treat it like a standard, so you don't worry about plus or minus twenty percent or minus, you know that kind of stuff, and then I compare it to whatever the difficulty is secretly. So as you're waiting, coming from the east, you see two figures approach, both of whom seem to be draped in the same kind of dark clothing. One is carrying a hooded lantern that is giving off a very small amount of light. They're keeping it somewhat low in between the two of them so as to to keep the light somewhat diffuse. But you can see these figures approach. It's very, very dark. Do any of you have torches out or anything like that? Do you have a hooded lantern, Bear? No. Nothing that fancy. I have a single match out. Zofia does not. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So all of you have found various places behind crates and barrels and other trash that's in the alleys of some of the nearby buildings, trying to get different perches that you can see. And you see these two figures walk up to the front door. And you're still several yards away. Like none of you got up immediately to it. You're sort of looking at it from a distance, right? And you see them hold the lantern up briefly to the door. And then you see them suddenly close that lantern and snuff out the flame and it becomes dark. And then I need everyone who would like to make an eavesdrop test. And you need to make it at hard. Fail. Fail. Pass. Fail. Okay. Erwin, you hear them knock on the door. The wind's kind of kicking up. It's hard to hear much more than that, but you very clearly hear them knock on the door. The door opens up. Can't quite see the figure that's standing inside the door, but you assume there's someone there. And then you see the two figures disappear inside and the door close behind it. There a specific knock or just knock on the door? I didn't notice any specific pattern. Okay, I suppose I'll whisper and say, I guess we just knock on the door. That's what it looks like. All right, let's uh, get over there. Who, we don't want to be late. Who wants to go first? What group? All right, Barry, let's head over there. All right, it's gone well with me so far, so I'll take care of this. Just remember, you guys are split up, so it was the three of you were together? The three of us. Okay, then you guys wouldn't have been able to have that conversation because yeah. you're in different groups. So oh, That's true. So we would have to just go They would first. have to go then because... Yeah, we have to go first. Okay. Uh, yeah. So we'll go up to the door and knock on it. Okay. So you go up to the door, and when you get close to the door, you notice that there's something written on it in chalk, a symbol. I would say that you recognize the lettering is being very similar to the runic symbols that you found 
at the sight of Gabriel's disappearance and at the standing stones outside of Aethlin's refuge. It's written in chalk. Lavinia hasn't seen these before. Does she recognize it? Uh, would you have shown her any of the... I can't remember if we covered this. I know we covered a few things. They sh- oh, the we, only thing we, they've shown No, is... because you guys, you guys, they had to go to Egon. They had yeah. to go to Egon. Now, you wouldn't know what this is. Okay. You wouldn't know how to interpret it. You don't know the language. I think we actually did a check or oh, something yeah, similar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And you didn't have this one. But you did. You had the other one. You had yeah. with the demonic symbols. Okay. It's because she's a, she's a witchy demon chick and you should probably kill her. <laughs> probably, probably with fire. Give uh, me some body parts. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you see a symbol on there and you're standing in front of it and you know they knock. But you don't know what the symbol means. No. If it means anything, thinking back, they knocked six times. You think. You think that's what you heard. But you couldn't hear whether or not anything was said when the door was open. I'm going to. Zephia's going to whisper to Erwin Should we go back and hide and maybe wait for one more person and see what we hear? So it's Erwin, Lavinia, yeah. and Zephia together. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So the three of you, what are you doing? You're standing, you say that out loud in front of the Quietly. door. Like I, I whispered it, I just didn't. Uh-huh. See if we can find somewhere closer to an easier listen to it. Now you guys already rolled your stealth tests. Okay. Then just at this point, there's no nothing else to do. I'll just... Uh, Gotta make a choice. Take, um, like, a, see if I can figure out a way to hike, light something underneath my robe to make light because they held something up to the mm-hmm. thing. So I You can, think they held that up to see the symbol. To see it? Okay. As if the symbol was telling them to do something. So I'll knock six times then. You knock six times. The door opens up. You see a figure, robed, obscured in the face. They look at you. You get a very subtle nod. And they step out of the way to let you inside. I'll go in. It barely looks like they made it in. All right, up. Let's go. Okay. Wait a, wait a moment. So you two sh- shuffle and shuffle over. And you see the same thing, this symbol sketched on the door. And again, you recognize the similarities of it, but you also didn't get the information that Erwin got. Oh, this is the place. None of us went over to all that you group did, to share the All you did was see them knock on the door, and they got in just fine. This is the place, Jovi. Uh, all right, just a little lower here. Give it a knock. Okay. Let's do that. knock. Yeah, blah, blah. Okay. So after a few moments, you see a hooded figure gives you a very slight nod and then steps out of the way and lets you inside. Lavinia, Zofia, and Erwin. You're maybe two minutes ahead. You're led through a very lovely smelling bakehouse. Smells of bread on their grains. You can see loaves of bread tucked away on certain display counters. You're led through that showroom into the kitchen and the figure that let you in pulls open a cellar door in that kitchen, nods towards it, and goes and sits in a stool as if they're waiting for others like yourself. Head down the stairs, I suppose, to the cellar. You go down, and you can hear the door close behind you. And as you step a few steps down, the smell of bread still significant. Come into a cellar room, several yards across. You can see the rafters above you. Several lanterns have been hung on hooks. And you can see that there are probably somewhere between 12 and 20 people, all hooded or masked in some way. Some are sitting on crates of grain or some other baking ingredient. You can see that 
A small grouping of boxes has been put together on one end, almost like a makeshift stage of some kind. You can see there's another figure that walks up and steps on top of these boxes, as if ready to give some sort of speech. There's no talking going on right now. It's utterly quiet. And that's when you see Chovy and Bear now entering the same room. You know it's them. One of them's like six foot five. One of them's like three feet tall. You know it's them. And together we're ten feet. It's like Arnold Schwarzenegger (laughs) and Danny DeVito. (laughs) But Chovy's up on the shoulders hiding. (laughs) The figure that's standing, and you see the same thing, I, I think. And the doors close in the cellar behind, and you can see that people kind of start milling out a little bit, spreading out. Everyone kind of finds their own space. You see um, a few people kind of step in. The guy who was doing whoever it was that was using the the door steps in, hangs up his his lamp on a hook, standing right behind you guys. And then as the figure on top of the soapbox pulls his hands up, you can see just barely what's underneath the hood and it's like this this mask covering the bottom half of their face you can hear a voice that sounds vaguely familiar but the muffling of the cloth just makes it a little bit different you hear thank you for coming my friends events are in motion now and all is going according to plan and then you see another figure interrupt him and whoever this it's a male voice leans down and you can't quite hear as something's whispered and as the guy stands back up. But before we get into the details of the next steps, I'm told we have some unwanted visitors tonight. And both Bear and Chovy, you feel something pointy in your backs as you feel the blades of something kind of dig into your skin, the hoods of your robes pulled back, and everyone kind of turns around at you. Well, Zoink Scoop. (laughs) 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 And that's where we're going to end. 